0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
1: This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, my talk One i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yes, bitch! Yes! And um, actually, I'm the one that should be saying that because there's <laughs> great news, isn't there, Bradley?
2: aliens <gasps> why you know why how why because oh we didn't get
1: oh we did get she's so good Holly, i mean it's only you. like
2: she's been here for you know
1: yeah a, a really long time more
2: than half of our show <laughs> um yeah uh we got some aliens to talk about and i know you're excited colleen so the the listeners should understand that colleen believes that there are aliens i do too but there's a difference right I believe in the possibility of aliens scientifically, meaning there's mathematically, it seems quite probable that Mm -hmm. there are alien civilizations somewhere in the universe. Right. However, Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they are abducting us in the middle of the night and probing us from behind.
1: I do. I
2: do. Colleen does.
1: And I have always wondered where the portal is. Where I could just be spontaneously (laughs) driving and maybe get beamed up. I don't know. I just feel like I understand the stories of the people who find themselves on the saucers with the testing. And I want to I I volunteer as tribute.
2: Well, the good news is we are both a little closer (gasps) to uh, experiencing our dreams or coming to terms with our the reality of aliens. Why you ask? Why? Because, as I said, science. Oh my God! I saw this headline today. Chinese researchers say their giant Sky Eye telescope may have picked up alien signals. Like this isn't like some like this isn't the sun. This isn't TMZ. This, this is isn't like the
1: Weekly World News. Definitely
2: no. Uh, what? What? What was it like? Alien baby? Yeah. Like you know, not that like tabloid supermarket trash. No, in fact, Chinese researchers from Beijing Normal University this year found, quote, several cases of possible technological traces and extraterrestrial civilizations from outside the earth. Okay, I repeat, possible traces, and several cases by the way, of possible traces of technology and elect- uh, extraterrestrial civilizations from outside the earth. I'm so excited about this. So that means that aliens could be real. Here's the weird thing, though. What? Apparently, after they reported this, aliens showed up and disappeared. The people. No, I'm I'm kidding. Um, No, but we don't have a lot of detailed information about the results. And the caveat is because, you know, with these stories, there is always a caveat. Right.
1: We can't just have fun. Uh, Somebody's gotta lift their leg on it.
2: <laughs> this is interesting, says Andrew Jones on Twitter, and Andrew Jones is just some <laughs> just random some guy,
1: guy. Who had some opinions. <laughs> He's like,
2: Don't get too excited. <laughs> He's just called Sand Trombone oh, on yeah. Twitter. No. Andrew Jones is a journalist who tracks Chinese, uh, the China's Who tracks China's space program okay and he says um, he said the exact same things I just told you and then went on to say this is interesting but don't get too excited quote um, and he's quoting the chief scientist of China ET civilization research group the possibility that the suspicious signal is some kind of radio interference is also very high and it needs to be further confirmed or ruled out this may be a long process however Note how he says the possibility that this is radio interference is also very high, meaning it's also high. It, could be, it aliens! could be
1: aliens.
2: So like we don't have confirmation. But to me, this sounds like the closest we've ever come because, you know, occasionally you will see this thing where there will be stories about signals from distant galaxies. Yep. And they're usually like, no, no. These are some kind of RFD, XYZ, PDQ waves that mm-hmm. look like something, but they're really not. That's not what this is. This is something different that I don't know we've ever seen before.
1: Well, and it feels, and I'm not a scientist. I don't know and if you know of this. us know
2: anything about science. Seriously,
1: I'm not even joking. I'm not sure I actually got a passing grade in one of my science classes, but they gave me one to shut me up.
2: I told you about the time that we... You know, took a chemistry test and people would just go around the room and hold up the fingers like one finger was letter A for your test. I have a similar story
1: about, in fact, it was chemistry. But so I'm not a scientist. I think we've established that here. But I think one of the things that scientists do is in the proving of something, they have to disprove many other things. Yeah. Right. And so right now we're going to be in that process of like, what could it be? Yep. And then they're going to disprove those things in order to prove the thing. And if at the end of it, there's aliens. This is gr- this is gr-
2: huge. But I will say it does not mean that they're probing you. Uh, Fine. Like honest.
1: But the possibility exists
2: <laughs> that someday
1: Perhaps. There's, perhaps there's still a chance what i will You're say saying i got a
2: chance what i will say is uh, the other thing that i read about these signals is that these would have been from a distant galaxy which means if we're pa- if we're picking them up they're from the past yes so these could be civilizations that no longer exist but or still or they
1: could be civilizations that have evolved to be probing aliens
2: oh sure or they could just be giant like insects that you know show up and want to eat us all or they like there's fart just, in our atmosphere I, and it kills us all because they got some kind of listen, microbe. Listen in their farts.
1: Real, real, real talk. The cows and the sheep are doing their own. Oh, with their part. farts. Yeah. Yes, it's
2: true. They're doing their own part. Anyway, aliens. This anyway, is exciting. I I get excited for stories like this because it's it's just there's a chance, and I also just love the idea. That somebody's job, you know, like I think we have an awesome and amazing job. And I, I am grateful each and every day that we get to walk through these doors. Like I walk in and I see all the big, you know, t- technology around us. The big, what do you call that? Thing, antenna? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I go, wow, we get to do this. Right. Yeah. But then I think about there's people who are like, you know what my job is? Yeah. Uh, I listen for aliens. Do you? How ever, cool would that be? But do
1: you ever think this? Hmm. Okay. Do you ever think this? What? So, like, our what we do, because Antenna, our voices get beamed through oh, space. Oh, you think the aliens can like, hear us. Like, what show? if they can? What if, what if...
2: Let's hope they're fans, because if they're not, oof. prepare to be proud.
0: Well, I feel like I've invited that.
2: <laughs> it's like, like the
0: say. 80s movie, Explorers, where the aliens have received communication to humans, and it's only via television beams. Who was in this? This featured... Um, a young Ethan Hawke. Okay. Was a it like, young River Phoenix okay. Was it and like, some other kid.
2: Well, because I know I have I've heard that like statistic where like right now I Love Lucy is like hurtling through the galaxy mm-hmm. and it's at the Andromeda galaxy or something.
1: Yes. So and and don't, isn't there doesn't like the Beatles yesterday play in space?
2: Well, you're thinking I perhaps are you thinking of although maybe that's not the same thing, but that jiggled something loose in my brain. That uh, there is, there are those two satellites that are hurtling through the universe Uh with. They have those discs on them. Yes,
1: that's right. Maybe that is what I'm thinking of.
2: And I think there's like probably the Beatles. I think there's a Beatles,
1: but I think it is Beatles. It's a Beatles song. Yeah, that's hurtling. Yeah, with the satellite. We know a lot about space, you guys. Look, we read on a
2: story on the internet that aliens might be out there. So um, stay tuned. Yeah we will let you know what exactly. we hear further.
1: Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, somebody is talking about the Will Smith uh, slap. Oh, okay, good problem. Oh, it's not Will Smith. Oh, and it's also not Chris rock. Well, and I just have thoughts. So we're going to share right. and talk and be together uh, here on earth.
2: Have some thoughts.
1: And maybe the aliens will, chime in when they've got time after this on my talk 107 one well somebody's talking about the slap heard around the world the infamous oscar night slap uh will smith responding to a joke about his wife by chris rock this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 107 one i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer and we've done a lot of talking about this but here's the thing it's not will smith talking and it's not chris rock talking
2: Oh, okay, who's talking? It's Tyler Perry talking. Oh.
1: So, okay.
2: What's he talking about?
1: He's talking about the very moments after the slap occurred. And you may think, well, what, you know, what 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 is his perspective and why would he be sharing it? Well, he's at the Tribeca Film Festival okay. and he was interviewed by Gail King, mm-hmm. and she asked him about it. And the reason why is because he was um kind of in the midst of it right after it occurred. Um, He was backstage because he was doing um, one of the following awards. I think he was doing like the lifetime achievement thing.
2: Yeah. What was the um, who won that award? I'm
1: trying to remember that. Because I remember Uh,
2: that moment where the person had to come out and do that award in the midst of the sort of aftermath of the slap.
1: Right. So Tyler Perry was was available. He was close by when this all happened. And he's friends with both Will Smith and Chris Rock. And so some of the early photographs and images that came out from that moment of what was actually happening in the theater show Tyler Perry with his hands on Will Smith's shoulders talking very closely to him.
2: Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it Tyler Perry that got the award? No. Anyway,
1: and yeah, but Denzel Washington was there too.
2: Yeah, he was there. I remember he. Oh
1: no, I'm so dumb. Tyler Perry was there because he was, you know, in the area because he was about to do a tribute to Sidney Poitier. Okay. During the in memoriam segment. Got it. Got it. So that's why. That's why he was in the area, like on the stage, instead of in the audience. Got it. Now, this is what, what I'm reacting to is I just think it's so strange that we still are. Well, a we're still talking about this without having ever heard anything more than just a, a very like PR response apology from Will Smith yep. and nothing from Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. But now Tyler Perry is giving details of that moment. Yeah. And sort of and, you know, he has a story to tell, certainly, but he's sort of centering himself in this moment because here's what he said. He said he was there close up during that moment. Again, he said this to Gail King on Monday at the Tribeca Film Festival, uh, and he said what what Will Smith did was, quote, wrong in no uncertain terms. And he says, I made sure I said that to Will. Um, he said that he and Del's, Denzel Washington walked over to Smith and. He was devastated. He couldn't believe what happened. Tyler Perry goes on to say, I'm looking at this man in his eyes going, what are you doing? This is your night. And to get all the way to this moment, winning an Oscar, that was one of the crowning moments of his career and he wanted it so desperately and then to have something like that happen. So he's not only talking about like his view of events, yep. he's also talking about the emotional space that Will Smith was in. Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of uncomfortable why so because will smith has not talked about his emotional space at that time oh, sure right so to hear somebody else's interpretation of it without ever having will smith tell his own story is strange to me um, tyler perry does say um that in that moment he wasn't tr- he was actually trying to de-escalate the situation um and uh, he said it was Denzel and Wa- Denzel Washington and him who were working on de-escalating the situation. He says, uh, there's a saying, when the devil ignores you, then you know you're doing something wrong. Uh, he said, um, but that that was what he felt like his function was in the moment, was to de-escalate what was going on.
2: Yeah, I, I, which that's a story that I'm here for, like trying to understand what it was like in that moment. That's right. totally fascinating because being able to have the quick wit enough to go, okay, how do I respond in this moment? Because I would have had a a very non, I would have had a very difficult time knowing how to proceed in a moment like that because, and I remember sitting on the couch, just being like flabbergasted by the just, Mm -hmm. you know, intensity of the moment. I think everybody was just stunned, but to have the, you know, wherewithal to kind of pull yourself together and then somehow do something. I, that's just that's laudable.
1: And like you said, that's the part of the story I'm here for. But what what is going to take front and center in the talking of uh, the, or the the recap of this conversation between Gail King and Tyler Perry is what his assessment was of Will Smith.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And
1: P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: It's reaction in the moment. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm not comfortable with. That I don't find to be um, fair or appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, certainly uh, he can have that assessment, and I'm sure he does. And there are probably parts of the story that he's not sharing. But I don't think it's fair to be the voice of how Will Smith was feeling in the moment. When Will Smith has not shared how he was feeling in the moment.
2: Yeah, I think Um, we're all waiting for that.
1: Yeah. And so, again, I you know, I think it's appropriate for Tyler Perry to talk about what was going on in his you just body for
2: him to not share his With, characterization. of. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, who knows? I don't know how this interview took place. It was like a, you know, maybe it was a red carpet moment or it was at the film festival uh-huh. and, you know, no doubt, Gail King, she's a great interviewer knowing that he was part of that. It was important. Yeah. To kind of get that perspective, but I think in the answering of it, I wish he would have stayed more to his experience. Well, this is just
2: more of a reason for Will Smith to show up and share his story. Any minute, Chris Rock, I mean less so. I guess I I do want to know about, you know, uh, what Chris Rock was feeling, but that's just because, you know, we all witnessed this moment, and I think that feels like we need that for a conclusion, but... Really, does he does he have to? No. no. He probably will, though, right? And Will Smith, certainly, too. I feel like we are going to hear from Will Smith again, because yeah. um, whether you like it or not, I think there's just going to be this wall there until both parties address the issue.
1: I keep thinking about what Jada Pinkett Smith said at the beginning of that Red Table talk uh, that she did recently about alopecia, where she f- addressed, um, a- addressed that moment. And she said... Something along the lines of, you know, these two men need to get, need to talk to each other. Yeah. And there's this part of me that wonders if part of what's holding Will Smith up is maybe they are attempting to arrange something like that where they're going to have a public conversation. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and I, I that'd be know. very
2: magnanimous right? Of the two of them to do so so fingers crossed I guess
1: <sighs> anyway if you want to know what Tyler Perry had to say it's in People magazine all
2: right thank you when we
1: return on the Colleen and Bradley show we've got some celebrities behaving badly we call them deB we're gonna tell you all about them after this on my talk 1071. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we have a name for them, and that name is. D-Bags. Girls.
2: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Was your D bag, Colleen. It's uh, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. What are those crazy kids up Listen, to? Listen,
1: okay, so I know you're gonna think it's about one thing, it's not about one thing. I know oh. you won't think it's about one thing, but I okay, don't want our listeners to think it's about the thing that they think it's about. It's not about that.
2: How about what it's about? Okay,
1: so here's the deal these two just got married, can't keep their hands off each other, yeah, never can stop touching. True, all they do, yeah, grab make out grab grind whatever yep. it's like they're playing real life the floor is lava thank you holly they are now uh doing a campaign for a, a plant-based meat product called daring okay and i didn't know that they're both vegan or that they both uh advocate for veganism That's great. Great. Good. Yeah. That's not what this is about. So I want to be very clear. This is not about the fact that they are advocating a plant-based food product called Daring. It's about the way they're doing it by grabbing and grinding and i just am done
2: oh okay Tell right? like
1: i just you know we get it you guys are hot and heavy for each other i'm on you... their
2: website right now oh my darren gosh. get the pesto pasta kravis couldn't get enough of and he's like eating it off her boobs well he's shoving it in her mouth okay
1: isn't there a picture of her him like eating it off her boobs though?
2: I mean, not on the website that I'm looking at. Okay, but, I mean, very likely it's somewhere in the. It's PR just stuff. there's. It's a lot. That just seems like like who's like oh yeah I want that hot sexy pasta right?
0: and that's the Aww, thing they're trying to nine and a half weeks this food right and I don't I I just
1: it makes me honestly not want to try the food. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, I would not be signing up for this because of them. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, who the audience is that's like, I need some of that sexy fake chicken. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just like the whole photo spread, and I do mean spread, is a lot of, like, you know, sexy, sexy refrigerator.
2: Meat and food as sexy or vegan Um, meat as sexy. I don't know. I mean, there
1: is some food that I think of as sexy, but I don't need anybody else.
2: Yeah. That's a solo experience. Exactly. Yeah. Like me and a donut,
1: but this is no. I don't some fried
2: chicken. I guess fried chicken is sexy, but not sexy like I want to rub it on my body. Sexy. Or you want
1: somebody else to rub it on your no, body?
2: like get out of my way, right? Uh, get me to the food.
1: We'll have a, an experience yeah. together, yep. the food and myself. Yep. No, I just, I guess I've just sort of grown tired of it. I'm. I want to know. I want some depth from these two. I want them oh, to show me. I want
2: depth from Kravis. Show me why. What kind of depth do you want from these two?
1: It's just very predictable is all. And I, there's yeah, not much to it. And I'm over it. It's a, you know,
2: it's a clever endorsement deal. It's fine. Also, it's, the product name duvet. is Daring. which I get it. I get, you know, I think seems like it's on brand. Right.
1: Yeah. It's just not going to sell it to me. No, it, of yeah, course not.
0: Interesting that Kim Kardashian is doing the Beyond Meat. Okay. Funny you then should mention that. Courtney's doing dairy.
1: Daring. So I was wondering about that actually, because I was wondering if they're competitors, and that's an interesting choice. If if that's if that's the choice.
0: It looks like they are competitors. I'm trying to cross-reference to see if they're owned by the same company, but it does look like they're two different entities. Yeah, and
1: Daring, it looks to me that Daring is specifically non-meat chicken products. Yeah. Correct. And the Beyond Meat, I think they do a variety. Because uh, they're just Beyond Meat. They're Beyond Meat. No, you know, I'm
2: sure Chris Jenner has worked out endorsement deals for all of these folks with very, like, you know, forward-thinking Companies. And I'm
1: sure they don't disclose, like, oh, just so you need to know that the sister is doing your competitor. Well,
2: I mean, I think they know, and they're like, we want to get in on some of that action. I suppose you're right. Well, they
1: got in on a whole bunch of action.
2: Well, and unfortunately, we were being forced yeah, into they that. I don't want to be
1: in the action. <sighs> no, thanks. All right.
2: Who's your D bag? Bradley? <sighs> Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, you love him! I do not really, but um, it's not for any reason other than very specifically a job he just got, and it's mostly an envy uh, d bag experience. You oh. know, sometimes we put people in this section because we wish we had what they have,
1: and this is one of those.
2: Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris seen on set for first time after joining the cast of Doctor Who oh, for sorry. their special 60th anniversary special. Oh. Why? Why? why, why? I mean, especially Neil Patrick Harris. Like, is he like a Hoovian? I mean, he's a nerd, so it doesn't surprise me uh-huh. that he would be in on this. I just don't understand why they thought this was a good idea. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's an actor, so sure, he's gonna get roles and things. But he's never been a part of the show before, so I don't understand where this comes from. So
1: explain to me too, like, okay, when you said, did you say 60th anniversary? Mm-hmm. Is this, and it's a special? Mm-hmm. Is this something where it will be like a l- enhanced version of an episode of Doctor Who? Or will there be presenters talking about maybe their favorite Doctor Who? No, no, no,
2: no. This is like okay. a special episode. Okay, uh, that's not... what I was trying to get my arms yep. around. And we have David Tennant coming back. Catherine Tate is going to be back. These are people that... You know, uh, are no longer on the show, but they are coming back for the 60th anniversary because they're very popular characters. Mm-hmm. Is the
0: guy with the scarf coming back?
2: No, Tom Baker. He he is probably well. You know, he might have a cameo. He did have a cameo in the the um, 50th anniversary, but you know, the kids these days they don't care so much about the classic Doctor Who. They're they all, want all new. They all they want all like to them. David Tennant is classic Doctor Who, meaning, like, that's old, because, you know, that was... What years few, was that? That was in the early 2000s thousandsies Oh, god. Or mid-2000s. 2005 to 2010. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, I'm just uh, envious of Neil Patrick Harris getting to do this. Not that I expected the BBC to call me. However... I will have to probably just lift an eyebrow uh, while he's on screen. I don't know what role he's playing. They don't tell you what the character is. He's walking around in like a uh, in a tuxedo and top hat. Okay, so, so for things we'll like find this, out next year
1: I always wonder this kind of stuff, right? Like when a Neil Patrick Harris level celebrity is on a one-off special like this. Yeah, my curiosity is always. Did he have to audition for that or were they, did they come to him? That's what I'm always curious about. I don't know if we have the answer to it. Yeah,
2: I don't know. But That's, I mean, he might have a really good agent that like was like, oh, I know he wants to do this. Or right. Somebody might know uh, at Doctor Who that he's a big fan and, you know, they are casting around for big names to put in the 60th anniversary.
1: Are there any other non-Doctor Who connected celebrities that will be in this do you see what I mean? Like,
2: like Neil, Patrick Neil Patrick harris no, not that I'm people. aware of. I haven't seen anything.
0: Okay. Or somebody, you know, like Wink Martindale. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Wink
2: Martindale is probably going to be in the 60th anniversary. Mm. But, oh. I mean, or anybody else for that matter. But How uh, are you
1: going to be able to, are you going to be okay watching this? No, I'll be fine. You're going to be all right? I'll be spiteful.
2: Okay. Like I said, I'll raise an eyebrow. <laughs> all right. I'll be like, he could have done that better. But, you know, it you is know what? what it is. It is what it is. We'll
1: get you a big plate of fried chicken so you can eat while oh, you are watching. You. you'll be fine.
2: Thank you. You're it's welcome. very kind of you.
1: You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for uh, sharing, us, uh, sharing, sharing us, sharing with us. Sharing us. Thank you
2: for sharing us, Brad.
1: Brad. Uh, I thought you were, honestly, I thought you were going to say something Golden Girlsy that he'd been cast in. And I was like, Ooh, no, that would, thank That God. really would not be okay. Thank God. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you know, I have an anti bag I did this yesterday too. I this is not a usual thing. Usually, we like to judge celebrities for the bad, dumb things they're doing. Yeah. Actually, there's a story that's making the rounds uh, about a celebrity who I just think made a really good choice. Oh. Uh, and um, we celebrate this person all the time, all and right. we're going to celebrate her. Even more, uh, we'll get you up to speed with what this story is all about with Lizzo changing some lyrics to one of her new songs after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, thanks, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Now, uh, you probably have seen Lizzo trending, um, and we love Lizzo. I love Lizzo. I'll speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure y'all love.
2: Hometown hero, You're Lizzo too. Double hometown hero um, because Houston as well. Hey!
1: Oh, look at you! You got you get twosies. Okay, well, Lizzo's trending, and and you may not be like you may be like I kind of vaguely know what's going on, but I don't really understand what's going on. Tell us. Let's break it down for you. Okay. So Lizzo is presently trending because let's go back in time. We're going back to Friday. On Friday, Lizzo dropped a new single. Yep. Lizzo's got a new studio album coming out, so she's uh, dropping some uh some new tracks. And um this one is called Girls, and that is with three Rs. Thank you. Uh and this is for her next album which is called Special. So yep. she drops that single. And um you know, you drop a single, you're like Everybody's going to love it. And it's Lizzo, so like everybody's going to love it. But everybody didn't love it. Oh. And there's a reason why. It's okay. not because it's not a good song. It's because it included a word. And I'm going to say the word because it is the word that is in the song. And I want to be clear about what the word is. Okay. So that people who maybe don't realize that this is an offensive word for many reasons yeah, um, can hear the word and not have to intuit the word. Oh, okay. Okay. So the word that she uses is the word, or used, I should say, because it does change, uh, the word she uses is spaz. Okay. And uh, people took to social media to say, hey Lizzo, like there are a number of reasons not to use that word. It's an ableist word. It is a word that even in in the United Kingdom, it has a, a blanket different um, connotation than it does here. In the United Kingdom, and in other parts of the world, it's considered to be an offensive slur against people with disabilities. So it really like is characterized as yeah. being offensive. Mm-hmm. In the United States, it is a word, um, a shortening of a word that is used for actual diagnoses for many different types of um, muscular, et cetera, conditions. And so, people were drawing her attention to that. Yeah, tweeting her, mm-hmm. trying to reach out to her and just say, I. I don't think you want to use that word. I wish you'd do something different. Well, here's where she's my anti-D-bag. The lovely Lizzo.
2: Opposite of D-bag.
1: Opposite of D-bag. She she changed the song. So this song dropped on Friday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. I believe it was yesterday that Mm -hmm. she dropped the updated version of the song. Super quick. Such a quick turnaround. She... And this is, okay, to take it even further, she didn't just drop the single, switch it out, and then go on. She actually addressed why she chose to do it. And this is what her statement said. This is from Lizzo herself. She says, It's been brought to my attention that there is a harmful word in my new song, Girls. Let me make one thing clear. And again, these are Lizzo's words. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me. So I overstand the power Words can have whether intentionally or in my case unintentionally I'm proud to say there's a new version of girls with a lyric change this is the result of me listening and taking action as an influential artist I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been waiting to see in the world
2: No, this is awesome I mean when I first saw this it, it prompted you know me to read the story to understand what the concern was and then go oh I learned something in the process Um, Especially about the way the term was used uh, in the United Kingdom and uh, and how our fans reached out. And I just thought to myself, you know, that's that's a professional right there. Because how many other people would respond to that with like, oh, stop taking things so seriously. Or I mean, any number of Mm -hmm. just like crap takes that people and artists have made over the years about language that, you know, fans didn't particularly care for or found offensive.
1: It's it's. One of the reasons why I felt like it was important to talk about this is because of exactly what you just said. How often are we showing up on the Colleen and Bradley show with an apology from somebody um, that's not really an apology or an excuse from a celebrity trying to explain away a bad behavior? Um, And we critique it and we go, you know, this is gross, this is bad, or, you know, I wish they would have done it this way, X, Y, Z. Lizzo did exactly what she could do in the moment Mm -hmm. she changed, like she took actual action and then she released a statement following that rather than saying, I'm going to do this thing or I, you know, I'm sorry about that thing. And then leaving it out there in the world, Mm -hmm. she took action, made the change, pulled the song, uh, replaced it with the new lyrics and put out a statement that I think educates people. And leads by example.
2: Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I hope that more artists will follow like that behavior. Yeah. And so by her doing this, I think she has set the standard and I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because absolutely. some people might think, oh, that's like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Well you know, she understands that her fans find it to be a big deal and she appreciates and respects her fans. Yeah. And also like, I mean, really what this is all about is like, when you know better, you do better. And that's a character trait that like weirdly lately gets sort of reacted to in some negative ways. And it's like, why would you ever shame somebody for changing their behavior when something negative was brought to their attention? Like that's that's like the mark of maturity as far right? as I'm concerned.
1: So that's the part that I'm like bracing myself for that I'm actively trying to avoid is any of the voices that are, um, that are to your point, reacting to the positive things she did in a negative way. Oh
2: yeah. Cause you can just hear it. Oh, I mean, it's like out we, there. We know you know, that. it is. Yeah.
1: And I, and I'm trying to not even walk toward that dumpster fire because
2: because, you don't have to. Usually the dumpster fire will show up not? on your front porch. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Hi. 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 Hello.
2: <laughs> I'm here. Dumpster fire.
1: Um, but to your to your point, like I do I don't understand the behavior of watching somebody uh, make a change because they know they hurt somebody yeah. or a group of people or um made uh an assumption about something they could say that turns out whoops. you no, we don't do that. That to make a change to honor.
2: Yeah, it used to be I think a, a character, at, or it used to be like virtuous to be like, despite criticism, I am going to stand. You uh-huh. know what? Like what, I don't know that I think has changed, and ho- hopefully for the better. That that it is now virtuous to learn from uh-huh. reality and react and respond to it in a uh-huh. way that's like, you know, like kind and loving i don't know that's that we, that we need more it seems so obvious but i also I, that is not to say i do understand that when you hear about stories like these If you don't understand the story, you might have like a reaction that's like, because Mm -hmm. our world does change on a regular basis and things are constantly changing. And the older we get and the more we sit on this planet, Mm -hmm. the less tolerant sometimes we can become because we think like, ah, everything's always changing. Yeah, But I got news for you. Like, tell me about, you know, like, I don't know, just reflect in your own life. Like, my life is infinitely better because people chose to do better because they know better. Yeah. Like personally, my life is better as a result of that. So like, why wouldn't that apply to everybody else?
0: Right. Right. So history is constantly changing. It is always, always. And that's, you know,
2: listen, um, but you,
1: you hear us saying like you, you, I I think oftentimes, for example, when you watch an old movie and then we come into the space and we go, Oh, I watched this old movie. And the question is inevitably, does it hold up? Yeah. And I think one of the one of the things that people are asking when they ask, does it hold up, is, you know, is there anything in there that is now we recognize how absolutely horribly insensitive and offensive that yeah. X, Y, or Z is, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. That's one of the things, because, for example... Again, we learn we do differently. There are plenty of Disney movies that we're like sucking air through our teeth about oh, now. Yeah, right? for sure. Right? And here's Lizzo in the moment giving us that opportunity to be reflective and say, we don't need to do that. I'm not going to stand up for the thing that it's not that big of a deal. I didn't realize I did it. I'm going to change it now and also and can all move forward.
2: The awesome thing is that she's obviously supported in that decision because, uh-huh. you know, as much as she's, you know, like a powerful, uh, strong woman, um, you know, she has to be supported in that by the people around her. So she clearly has a team of people who also understand that she's a strong Oh, woman, oh mm-hmm. um, and are willing to support her in that because yeah. i I don't think that's always been the case. Like I think that you know, you can just hear record executives or music executives being like, "No, we're not changing that right, but she she not only has the power but also the support, and Absolutely. we have the
0: access to technology that right. allows for that immediate change, like, like oh, so sure. fast, yeah, mm-hmm. right, like yeah, she it's was not able like to... there were a
2: bunch of records being printed and sent out to Sam Goody, right yeah that
1: they had to you know stop the press. Thank you, Lizzo, for giving us all the opportunity Mm -hmm. to learn and do better. I love me some Lizzo. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Okay, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, there is a debate about a certain name and how to say it properly. Oh, And it made me think there are plenty of names that there are many different pronunciations of. And if you're a person with one of those names... I think it's important for us to see you in this moment so the question we're asking you is this what is your name and how do people mispronounce it an opportunity to learn and then I'll tell you what that name is that there's some uh, uh, there's some uh, argument about the proper way to say it Uh, all that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show what is your name and how do people mispronounce it six five one 641 1071. We will take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.